Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Hope everyone is doing well as we navigate continuously through the vaccination process back to some semblance of what life was like prior to the start of the pandemic. Today's topic, uh, I'm borrowing the title from a Springsteen song, and this episode um, is called Devils in Dust, and it's a great song, uh, an acoustic song that Bruce Springsteen wrote uh, on the Devils in Dust album, and there's a line in the chorus that I find um, very powerful, um, and the line is, fear is a powerful thing. It will take your God-filled soul and fill it with devils and dust. So what exactly is fear? The dictionary definition is fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. And in these uncertain times, fear is pervasive. Uh, fear of the unknown is one of the, I think one of the most scary things um you get a bad medical report from the doctor um you sit and wait in limbo and all of us have been there or have known someone who's been there but is the other flip side of fear is love and love and fear are really the two universal human emotions and um on my left arm i have the word tattooed fear and the right arm um the word love because they, they they counterbalance each other and in working with patients over the years um a lot of times when you're talking about uh generalized anxiety disorder ptsd uh acute stress disorder fear can be one is subjective um, you know, in the episode I talked about perception, two people can experience and witness the exact same event and have two completely different perceptions of the event and two completely interpretations of how that event could or would manifest or impact their lives. But I think Bruce was right when he said fear is a very powerful thing. And, you know, what does he mean when he says, let's take your God-filled soul and fill it with devils and dust? I think the devils and dust are the parts of ourselves that we can easily morph into, uh, decisions that we can make, uh, choices that could be adaptive, maladaptive, appropriate, inappropriate, healthy, unhealthy, pro-social, asocial, because at the root, one of the most fundamental aspects of being a human is to survive. And there's various definitions of how to survive. Um, we can place labels on whether someone's choice is good or bad, appropriate, inappropriate. For example, what if someone's choice to survive is self-medicating with alcohol or drugs? What if someone's choice to survive is through prayer? 
what if someone's choice to survive is through avoidance, through reflection, through meditation, through aggression, through oppositionality, through anger, through happiness. It's a very subjective experience. And the worst place for any of us to be is in our own heads. The silence and the stillness, that's when we're confronted by the demons that surround us. The demons that we've constructed in our own minds, the ones that we we walk beside, uh, the different ghosts in our lives, positive ones, negative ones. And this whole topic is so pervasive in psychology, you know, more from you know, somewhat to it from a diagnostic perspective, but really from a psychotherapeutic perspective, because fear can pause something. It could result in an individual deciding to take no further action because I've said this before, we live in yesterday and years past, and we live in memories of the future, myself included. Um, I it, It's very hard to stay present-minded. Uh, we lose ourselves in, in work to do and bills to pay and the responsibilities of life. And, you know, I've seen a lot of... I've. I've I've heard over the last several weeks kind of why, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, what to make of it. But as I, I heard more and more patients use the word fear in, in a variety of contexts, while I wanted to kind of make it a focal point of um, this episode today, um, being still and present is very difficult. Um, I've mentioned that I've had difficulty doing yoga, meditation, my mind is wandering. Um, but fear can, can drive people to a very dark side. And by dark, I'm not necessarily meaning evil, but it can drive the psyche into a place of irrational fears of, of of catastrophic thinking the you know the the perpetual ideation of what if what if that's a pretty simple statement but also a really significant one because that's the fear of the unknown and the, you know, what if I start the business and it fails? Well, what if you start the business and it succeeds? What if I get married and it doesn't work out? What if you get married and you do? What if I go to college and I fail? Well, what if you go to college and you graduate and succeed? So it's the yin and the yang. But there's, I think we have this regression to focus more on the negative possible outcomes of different scenarios. And I think that's more as a protective factor, as some sort of psychological buffer in order to prevent ourselves from placing ourselves in a situation that leads to a negative outcome. And when you go back to the devils and dust, that's when it becomes the the darkness, the darkness of the psyche. 
We have to distort reality at night in order for us to be able to put our head down on the pillow. Um, you know, you've heard the, probably you've heard the term analysis paralysis. You can look at things, uh, so many different ways and not making a decision to do something is actually ironically still making a decision. You're simply deciding not to decide. And, you know, when, you know, you talk about more of the devils and dust, I think that's when you're seeing the darker side, the, the aggression, the anger directed inwards, directed outwards, um, the proclivity for misuse of substances to, to self-medicate, um, are some fears legitimate? Absolutely. Especially in people who have had experiences, um, maybe they've been robbed, maybe they have been raped, Maybe they have been horribly teased or bullied and, and they've experienced and have a factual basis, not, not necessarily a what if, but have a justification to say, Hey, I've experienced this and I'm fearful that if I do this again, those same reactions from the environment or from people are going to happen. And, and I remember what it felt like when it happened earlier. I, I don't want to go down that road again. And fear can lead to avoidance. And avoidance moves us farther, further away from the sense of self. So, you know, evolutionary psychology, evolutionary biology, again, back what I said before, one of our primary, primary goals as, 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 as a species is to survive and to procreate, but you can't procreate if you're not surviving. Um, but, you know, back to the line, what if what do you do to survive kills the things you love? So what if what you do to survive um, the behaviors you engage in hurt the people around you, your family, your spouse, your partner, uh, your coworkers, uh, your children, um, friends, even yourself? That's when fear becomes problematic. You know, be if you know gone to a haunted house. There, you know that that's fear. But we we can kind of put that in context. Like, I know we're going to go through the haunted house. Someone's going to jump out. That's scary. I think that's a different type of fear because there's an expectation that we're placing ourselves in a situation where we're things are going to happen and we're going to be scared. Um, the world's a scary place, um, in, especially in these uncertain times and. Not really sure um, what messages to believe and where you put your faith. And I, you know, I've said this multiple times: blind faith in anything is incredibly dangerous. Question everything. Um, but you know, as as much as we try to walk down the path of righteousness, we can easily walk down the path of destruction. And, you know, uh, two other tattoos I have, and uh, one is of a hammer and one is of a fiery lantern. And we walk through life and we create and we destroy. And when we destroy, is it because of a a stupid mistake that we made or is it a form of self-sabotage to eliminate 
the pension for fear to manifest itself. So if I self-sabotage, I can dictate the outcome with some degree of predictability because I know what I'm doing versus being a passive recipient. Uh, it's, it's amazing when I try to impart in people, it's amazing how much power we do have over our own thought processes. It's, you know, we're not controlled by extraterrestrials. We're not, we're, we can be influenced by social media. We, we can be influenced by the reactions and opinions of other people. We could be influenced by external forces. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you have the power to make whatever choice you want to make. Depending on the situation, the choices someone has or we have available to us may not be as wide, may not be as desirable, but the beauty and the power and the importance of this message is that you still have a, the ability to make a choice. And, you know, would we choose f to not feel fear? Absolutely. Are there pe people that choose fear? Probably, given the amount of people in the, in the world. Um, you know, you look at Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers. Outliers are, the fa are fascinating because when something doesn't fit, it means a model can't be totally 100% foolproof. And that, that's, a, that's a, a topic in and of itself for another conversation about outliers. So I would encourage you to look at the things in, in your life, your individual lives that are fear-provoking and, and then question, is there any validity to that fear? You know, a fear of a fear of dying, a fear of failing, a fear of um, disappointing someone, because the, all you know that that negative side of fear is when the devils and the dust manifest themselves, and the dust is the remnants that cover our psychological mind in sand and in grains. And if you ever walked on on a, on a, you know a rocky beach with bare feet that hurts and we try to live our lives in a way that that moves us as far away from pain both physical and psychological to the best of our ability easier said than done especially as i said before if you've had the experience of experiencing uh, a situation that e evoked fear such as um a severe trauma um you know the so fears are fears are justified, but it moves us far away, uh, further away from from love and from peace, and can be consuming and almost obsessional in thinking at, at times. That 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 cognitive schema of what if, what if, what about, what about? Um, no one has a crystal ball. No one can predict, you know, f future behavior. You know, from a diagnostic standpoint, um, you know, someone can ask me a question, well, is this person going to likely do this again? I, you can say with, I think, a subjective degree um, of probability, but, you know, life comes to us all. 
and someone could we could all be going down a certain path a certain way and then all of a sudden something happens and it can completely change the trajectory of our lives again devils and dust it takes the God-filled soul and leaves us with the devils and dusts. Be mindful of the ghosts and the demons that walk beside you. Be mindful also of the incredible power that you have in your cognitive psyche to dictate your own mindset and to reorient yourself back to the present. E again, easier said than done. This is something I personally try to work on it takes work it takes practice because life exists life moves fast we're a very fast-paced culture but you know fear especially and this is nothing to do necessarily with the pandemic itself but during this uncertain time um when am i going to get vaccinated when can i talk to a certain family member when when can i go back to eating out um am i going to have a side effect am i going to die from this i mean th there's some reality there's some realistic fears that have manifested i read in a recent study i forget where it was that 83 percent of individuals in the in the united states have experienced a panic attack since the beginning of the pandemic in march since march of 2020 and this was a survey conducted on i think a thousand or 1500 people so is fear present absolutely but you also have control over whether you let the fear take your god-filled soul and fill it with devils and dust you do have that power and again as i've always tried to say my job is diagnostics my job primarily is is figuring out what is your diagnostic label but also additionally instilling a sense of hope instilling a sense of possibility of possibility of a better future, of a better tomorrow. But all of these things take work, but they take mindfulness and they initially start with awareness. So yes, fear is a powerful thing. Absolutely. We've all experienced it. You know, you can get to even to the extreme of like agoraphobia, fear of going outside for a variety of reasons. Um, even OCD. You know, you can see these, you know, almost irrational fears that if I don't wash my hands, I, I, I'm contaminated. You, you know, and get to the point where you've, and I've had patients where you've, they've got to the point where their, their bones are pretty much showing. Their skin is so, so chafed. So fear can also result in the manifestation of, uh, psychiatric conditions. Um, so, you have power we all do and in those heightened states you know if you go back and want to learn about the stress response go back to the stress and anxiety uh episode understanding like what's going on in the body physiologically but also more importantly understand you have the capacity you have the power and you have the ability to overcome fears because otherwise it will steal your sense of self. So hope everyone is well. Um, love doing the podcast. Appreciate all the feedbacks and the comments. It's, it's been incredibly gratifying uh, to just have this platform to do this. Um, 
And as always, feel free to get in contact with me. And until we speak again, be well, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I will talk to you guys then. Thanks. Bye-bye.